Now, Lord, you're the ever-speaking person. You're always speaking, and you give us ears to hear. And so you will tonight again, by your word, by your spirit, by yourself, to our hearts. Thank you. Amen. In the uh, <coughs> two times I've had with you uh, in these previous days, um, we've been seeking to see from God's Word uh, what His revealed purpose always has been, that the lover father should have his own begotten son and through his son, many sons, who'd level up with him as co-sons and co-brothers, who'd all be lover sons, as he's lover father, and by them he would develop a marriage universe. Because his sons inherit his universe. For that to be possible, each of us had to find why it is to be a real person. Because we had to be real persons forever persons that express the persons but we're to be the person the human person expressing the divine person so we have to know what it is to be a person that has meant the uh, history of the human family uh, we've had to come face to face with what is a fact of all life all life consists of opposites and uh, we're those who make our choices between opposites and utterly, utterly become fixed by our choices. And so it's been necessary for the human family to face the supreme choice of the universe, choice which we might say that God himself made, where he said he can't lie. The choice between being a self-centered, self-seeking, self-gratifying person or a self-giving person. Whether I express my self-love, my self-getting, or by self-love, by self-giving. Two fundamental form, different forms of self. One is heaven, the other is hell. One is Satan, the other is God. We've had to come face to face with both because until we know both have entered in some measure in, in, into both and they made the final choice between them we don't become fixed successful settled people. And so we saw it always was in God's understanding that the human race would go wrong before they go right and the Satan was the agent which took us into the the, the realm of, of, uh, of uh, being, being self-centered people we are captured by the spirit of self-centeredness the spirit of error which caused us just to live for our sins sin, for ourselves after which have come our living for our sins and all the rest of it all the chaos in this world And as a consequence, uh, because of the fact that we are basically the being of God, come into a disillusionment with that, that uh, way of living. A, a, a desire to be out of it and in another one. This was where it always had been from eternity, that his purpose, that his son should identify himself with the human family, enter into sufferings, bring its release, 
And when he brought his release and redemption, bring up that human family and receive him uh, uh, into the new family, the new heavenly family of which he is the head, of whom he is the elder brother. And that was what he did. As it says, he pleased the Father that uh, it, it, uh, it became him as the prince that the captive of his salvation should be made perfect for sufferings. So he did all our sufferings and took him to the final end when voluntarily, for our sakes, representing us, he went into death and hell. That was the shedding of his precious blood on our behalf when he bore our sins in the, his own body on the tree. Uh, and uh, 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 by going himself uh, in, into death, into hell, and rising again, uh, on our behalf, he left behind all that would come to us, of sin and guilt and wrath and his eternal consequences. That's the shedding of the precious blood of Christ. There was also the dying of the body of Christ, which represents something different. The sins were the products in our lives. The sin is the spirit of error which captures humanity, which lives in our bodies. The satanic spirit of error which causes us to be self-centered, self-loving, self, self self-gratifying, self-people. And he, therefore, his body, his, it says that uh, as his body hung there, he was made sin. That's different from bearing our sins. That's, our, that's the products. Made sin. Made in God's sight, this holy person, representing whole humanity, was like a body which contained the spirit of error. That's what sin is, the spirit of error. The principle of sin in us. He, he died. When a body dies, representing us, it leaves his spirit behind. So then, that tremendous moment, when that body died for our sakes, out from that body, representing us, went that spirit of error, which, which has captured all of us. It makes it possible for all of us to become immediately freed from the, for, from the dominion of that spirit of error when we move into, into, into receiving Jesus Christ. And then by rising, he rose by a new spirit in, his, in that body. Into that same body came his own spirit, the spirit of God, the spirit of love. And that body represents us, our bodies. So it says we're crucified with him, we're risen with him. So that uh, when, when we receive Jesus, we both receive the blotting out of all the past sins, the guilt, the wrath, the judgment, the whole thing, closed out forever. God never sees him again. We're, we're righteous in Christ, God's sight as Christ, God, as, as Christ is righteous. But more than that, uh, being, receiving him, being joined to him by faith, uh, uh, we have become freed from that spirit of error which dominated us, which caused us to be self-centered people. So the born-again person can never be uh, basically self-centered again. You can move into a self-centered act. You can't be self-centered. To be self-centered, to be a satanic person living wholly for yourself. You can't do it. Because if you're born again, you're born again, uh, uh, the, the spirit of self-centeredness has been replaced by the spirit of Christ, who is the spirit of self-giving love. And you've begun to be, you begin to be a person of self-giving love. And that's the revolution which took, pla took place in all of us uh, who received the Lord Jesus Christ, who operated our royal potential, the ability to have faith. Faith is choice. To have faith, to choose, to relate yourself to something. And by the law of faith, by the law of choice, what you choose, what you relate yourself to, relates itself to you. Takes you over. You come here, you're here. You take food, it takes you, and so on. And so the great moment, thank God, I hope a great many of us here has been, when uh, knowing our lost condition, knowing in our hearts, 
and our sin and our guilt and so on and seeing through the, through the word of God about the Lord Jesus Christ what he did for us on earth by his death and resurrection and now right, arisen again uh, we have by our, our inner choice uh, uh, attached, attached ourselves to a person we can't see for the first time in our human history we take our faith away from things of time and sense we put our faith in a person who doesn't belong to it, but the realm of time and sense the passing realm belongs to the eternal realm the realm of spirit the realm of God and Father, Son and Spirit and any, every born again person has by his inner choice said Jesus Christ I've received you this crucified the risen Jesus Christ and by the, the law of faith what you receive receives you what you take takes you therefore if we're born again persons that's come into our inner in our consciousness the, the witnessing spirit that's the, the, that's the new spirit substance where you take food food becomes a substance to you when you take him the spirit substance comes to you the spirit substance is the inner witness Jesus Christ is my saviour he is alive he did love me he has taken my sins away I am accepted I am forgiven I am a child of God I am in the family of God God is my father and there is a great I am in me uh, it's, it's become a, a, become a spiritual substance to me spiritual consciousness to me uh, consciousness to me that I am a, uh, a, a, a this new kind of person uh, uh, um, not that, not one that, that, that uh, I took him, but he took me. Uh, begin to live on this new level uh, uh, of this, this saved relationship. Now that's what we talked about in the two previous talks we've had, and we said also that the scripture does on many different, many different ways, but one very clear way: uh, subdivide. Our, understanding, our, our, our understandings of our relationship to Christ, our relationship to God, into, into the three grades of little children, young men and fathers. Infants, adolescents, adults. This we are speaking about has been the infant stage. An infant hardly knows anything. It's almost unconscious, it's just consciously relies on, on his parents. So when we first come to Jesus, we know practically nothing. That's not wholly true, but practically nothing. We do know we're lost sinners. We only know he died for us. We don't know anything about the Christ living in us. We don't know that. We know a Christ who died for us and rose again, risen and ascended with the Father. And we, like little child, relies on his parents. We, we as little children relied on him. The Bible description of a little child in 1 John 2 is, uh, for, his, he, he, for his sins are forgiven, for Christ's name's sake, and he knows the Father. That's the elementary step. Sins, forgiven, for Christ's sake, you know your Father. But it's really a kind of external relationship. It isn't quite external, because it's happening, you, have a, you know it in your inner consciousness. But you regard it more as an external relationship. Life isn't, isn't an external relationship. Life's an internal relationship. Life is a separation, it's union. It's the falls made us to see everything in separate, in separate uh, conditions appear like that. Uh, even including God, Father, Son and Spirit. But truth isn't separation, it's union. Now we don't know that. So that's our first stage, a precious stage. We're born again, we're new creatures. A new spirit operating as the Spirit of God. Uh, the old things have passed away, the old are new. We love God, we love Jesus, we want to do His will, we want to bless people. As we explained before, the first, uh, first revealed fruits of the new birth are peace and love. Peace in my own heart, which has given me a harmony with God. Since I'm accepted in love and part of God's fellowship, that's wonderful peace. Love is, I begin to love. Not with my love. Because the revelation that Jesus loved me like that, uh, and that his spirit coming into me, means the spirit of God begins to operate in me. 
and it, the, the scripture says the love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Spirit and I begin to love probably in my elementary condition I think it's I love him humans love just themselves this is God's own love I began to express God's love God's, and it comes out love for Jesus who died for me love for my father then I want other people to know something about him I began to be a lover I told you the, the eternal purpose of God is to have safe sons who are lover sons therefore whatever, whatever that, my motivation is I've always be to bless and fulfill those whom they're responsible for not get things uh, people for their convenience be for their but, but we for be for their for their, for their, their convenience other way around so we again now we made a problem has to be solved see a young man has to find, find his inner resources a little child doesn't a little infant well he just arrives of course he has inner resources he don't count I mean a young man has to find resources he's got to be himself he's got to become physically, uh, physically mature got to be mentally trained he's supposed to have enough, enough moral basis to live by of course if I'm not Jesus Christ it's very hard to do that we call a, a, a graduated young man, a young woman, a mature person who can now go out, having finished their, their, their maturing level, and begin to contribute to the world. Move out from being people being, uh, who are recipients to people who are outgivers. That's the father stage. So there's a stage in which we, we have to become settled in ourselves. Not just settled in relation to a Christ who died for me and who lives again for me, the father there, settled in myself. So the Bible description, 1 John 2 given, of a young man, an adult, is he's strong, he's overcome the wicked one, and the word of God abides in him. Not, didn't the word of God, isn't, didn't come to him, abides in him. The word of God abides in you is a person, of course, it's, it's Jesus Christ. You become strong, you overcome the wicked one, and the, the, the living Christ is, 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 is indwelling in you, and you know, you know that fact. Now that's not the condition of, of us when we get saved. We're up against a problem, which is uh, the failure we have as Christians. Why are we born again, love Jesus, new people, yet we're such failures? Uh, why are we always battling against things with beaters? Why are we always having dislikes and fears and hurts and resentments and, and, and depressions and the physical lusts and uh, unclean thoughts? Uh, and uh, not the love of God I ought to have not the love of man I ought to have not the love of the Bible I ought to have I want to but it doesn't operate somewhere I, I'm, I, I'm dissatisfied myself now I'm a born again person I'm not talking about the unborn again I'm a born again person that honestly I'm dissatisfied with myself and I'm more concerned with self dissatisfaction than Christ satisfaction I'm more uh, conscious, self-conscious of a, a, a failing self than I'm Christ-conscious of an enabled, enabling Christ. What's wrong? Uh, that's a condition all of us go through. For this reason, I've got to find what is to be a real person forever. I'm to be a functioning person forever. We'll talk about that in the, in the last two sessions I have. I'm to be in the foreground functioning. And actually, I'm really only, I should be a, 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 the lamp through which the light shines. You see, uh, when I, I, don't, if I, I don't say, turn on the lamp, do I? I say, turn on the light. But that's not a light, it's a lamp expressing a light. See, the lamp gets lost in the light. That's what we are. We are lamps expressing a light. See, that's what, when we're, when we're, uh, we're, this is what we are to be eternity. We are to be real people like lamps, but actually what's Christ shining out of us, oh, it's to be God in his purposes, Christ in his purposes. This is the, this is the, the, the uh, 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 eternal purpose of God in having sons. I haven't got that yet. 
There's, uh, there's a, uh, a further stage I have to go through. And it's this, uh, in order to become a real person, I've got to find out how a real person functions, where he fits, where he fits. So I start by being a failing Christian, a disappointed Christian, a defeated Christian. I don't mean to be. I'm not altogether so. But I have a trouble with my hates, my fears, and my likes, dislikes, my depressions, and my lusts, and my lack of power, and lack of peace. I have trouble with them. And don't know how to handle them. All the problems that come in life. Something missing. I can't say I'm an effective person. Now these people in the Bible, like Paul, were effective people. They had what it took. I hadn't, I'm, a, I'm born again. I have Jesus Christ. But I haven't got what it takes to live a present day effective life. Something missing. That's made very plain to us in the Bible. It's actually made very plain to us in all the great lives that we haven't got time to trace. We trace the life of Moses or, 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 or uh, David or Joshua or Elijah or uh, Peter. The, you uh, find all the way through these men, but we won't do that now. There's a special scripture which specially exposes this to us. And those are the famous chapters for growing Christians. Romans chapter 6 to 8. It takes some reading, takes some understanding. Uh, uh, Rollo will talk to us about um, um, uh, uh, the, the, need, the need for deeper understanding of the scripture. Well, here it is. Uh, they're basic chapters for um, uh, effective Christian living. And they're curious chapters because uh, one goes down in the middle. Now, Romans 6, I'm going to put it roughly, is a chapter which tells us that... Um, uh, in, in Jesus Christ dying, his body dying, uh, when we are taken by faith, we've died with him. He died as us. If he died as us, when he died, we died. That doesn't mean self-died. It means he died to, representing us to sin. Sin is a spirit of self-centeredness which, which causes us to live this wrong life and produce the wrong products. It says he died to sin. Now, therefore, the Bible says, we, we died to sin. We didn't die, we're alive. But the self, under its, the grip of spirit of self-centeredness, which caused us to love for, live for world, flesh, and devil, that's out. That's a, never that again. If you receive Jesus, Jesus Christ, that's the symbol of baptism. You died to that. In Jesus Christ, yes. So Romans 6 is, is mainly on the negative side. Get it? You're never again under the grip of that spirit of error. You may, you may visit there. I'll talk in a moment. You may be, be tempted. You can't live there again. If you slip, you'll be guilty and come back. Now, Romans 8 is the chapter. And the other one, oh, it isn't you living. It's living Christ living in you. You're a new person. Not just a new person yourself. That self of yours, which was captured by a spirit of error, you're a vessel containing the God of wrath. You're now the same vessel containing the God of mercy, Christ. You're, uh, uh, but but your, your, yourself is under, under new management. It's in a new relationship. It's in a, a conscious relationship of the living Jesus Christ, living God, living you is as you in you. That's Romans 8. Christ dwells in you. The Holy Spirit dwells in you. You're not in the flesh, you're in the Spirit. In between is Romans 7. That's to go down. Romans 6. Oh, you're out with the old in, in Jesus Christ's death. Romans 8. You're in with the new in the resurrection, joined to him. In the middle, you can't make ha ha handle it. The middle, it all is a, is a big eye, a human eye. It's full of a failing eye. It says in Romans, Romans uh, it says we've been deceived. We're deceived. I'll tell you in a moment how. And that big eye, uh, I want to do right and can't do it. Romans 7 is always um, talking that kind of language. Um, uh, that which I do, I allow not. 
what I would that I do not what I hate that do I um, uh, in me and my flesh dwells no good thing to will is present with me but how to perform that which is good I find not um, so uh, here's a, um, a, 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 a believer, a born again person confused because he wants to do right it says here, to will is present with me I delight the law of God after him with man my will is right but I haven't got the power what I should do I shouldn't, I don't do what I, what I, what I shouldn't do I do do and I'm conscious says, of a law giving me t- tell you ought to, you ought to, you ought to, you ought, you ought not to be impatient. You ought to love everybody. Uh, you ought to be pure. Uh, you, ought, you ought not to have fear. Uh, you ought not to have depression. You ought to have power. You ought to have peace. You ought, you ought, you ought. And we say, well, I haven't got it. I want to, but it doesn't work. It's full of I. Now, the point I've got to learn, I've only learned by a painful way, is that's, that's a deception. That's a deception. That's why it says in that chapter, in verse about 11, sin deceives you. What it means is this, you see, that's the independent eye which I got through the fall. The fall separated me from the living God. If I'd gone to the tree of life, I should never have had a, a separation. But so, so I became, through the fall, an independent I am. An independent, normal grub, and you are an independent I am. The independence is the fall. The independence means I'm running my own, my own life with my own strength for my own ends. It's self-love at bottom. It's independence. The independence is a false thing. That's what the devil, that's what the devil deceived me into thinking. I didn't even know he was, he was running me. I didn't even know that. I, I just was acting an independent person. Now, our, our scenario is this. We're so used, all life is running your own life. You've worked it, worked it, that even when you're born again, you think, well, I still run my own life. That's the snare. Well, I'm, an, I'm, I'm a born again person. I love Jesus, but I'm myself. And I get the snare, beware of saying God will help you. He doesn't help you too much. He takes your place and does it for you, which is quite different. God doesn't help you to do a thing, he does it for you. He takes your place and does it for you, that's different. Beware of saying too much about God helping you. Because God helps me, I'm a person, I'll do it, God help me. No, he won't. There's a snare. Because you see, the real reason is, uh, self can't conquer self. Self, independent self, is, lo- is all it really is, loving itself. Independent self, I can't, uh, I myself can't conquer my hurts, and my hates, and my fears, and my lusts, and my t- I can't do it. So I, I, beget, I try to do it, I beg God, God to help me, and I, I can't make it work. Uh, so I, I, I have to come, you find every state of God comes to a second great failure, a second collapse. His first collapse was he finally was a lost sinner. And he was done for, going to heaven, when he, going to hell. When he finds a lost sinner, couldn't do a thing about it, oh, Jesus Christ did it for me. When he knew he had got to the bottom as a lost sinner, he could take Jesus Christ to his place. There's a second collapse, a, a helpless saint. You've not only been a lost sinner, but a helpless saint who can't make it work. Now, that may seem easy cliche to say, you've got to find out. You won't find out in any easy way. Uh, Job had to go the hard way. Moses had to go the hard way to learn their tremendous selves. Their tremendous selves, but they got to get back to the right place and then function as self. Not function as an independent self, so as to get God's help. It won't do. So they had a, had a, a, a broken self. They, they had been broken as sinners and broken as selves. So, uh, so Romans 6 deals with our sins out, Romans 7, our self out. To come back. But broken from this sense of independence, you won't get to any any other way. When you when you do see it, you cry like the end of this chapter. 
This chapter says, Oh, Paul says, Oh, wretched man that I am, who can deliver me from the body of this death? Well, this is a very beautiful body when it's got life in it, but when it's, got, when it's been handled by sin, it's the body of death. Oh, who alone, who are miserable, who actually had to have a second misery, you see? His first misery was a lost sinner, his second misery was a helpless saint. And so may you all have a thorough good misery if you haven't had one. Because you, uh, because you won't come to the end of the independent self until you've been a well beaten up self. You can't do it. can't do it. When you are beaten up, then you're, you're kept to say, oh, then you're kept to see, when you were a lost sinner, oh, he did it. You couldn't see it while you could, do, while you could save yourself. When you could, as a sinner, you seek to build yourself by your righteousness, your church, you couldn't see Jesus. When you were done for, lost, oh, I see Jesus for me. You're able to see him replacing you. Now, when you, somehow it dawns on you that life isn't, I try to run, run to, to, to battle these things out for myself. Uh, independent self is the wrong thing. I say, oh, I'm not independent self at all. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an indwelled self. I'm not in, it's a lie. I'm a united self. From the moment I was saved, I, Jesus Christ and I became one person. One person. Not a Christ up here and a Christ there. He, as he joined to the Lord, is one spirit. Your human spirit, a divine spirit, one that's 1 Corinthians 6, 17. And Jesus said, well, look, he said, your vine and branch, vine and branch are one tree. The branches are the vine in its branch form. Uh, 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 a branch is the, is the vine, it's just its branch form of the vine. You're a form of Jesus, you see. You're, you're part of a vine and you're, you're the branch form of the vine. Or you're the body form of the head. You're one person. You're one person. Now, that's another revelation. That's supremely put by the Apostle Paul. Well, he really put it. He said, I've been crucified with Christ. That's Romans 6. I've been crucified with Christ. In Christ, I've cut off from that old, proud, self-seeking, murderous old Paul. I'm out. Oh, I'm, I, I didn't die. The spirit of self-centered is well me. I'm alive, he says. Then he goes on, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. I live. Wait a minute. Then he stops. It's a wonderful verse of Galatians 2.20. Wait a minute. I'm alive. No, no. Uh, uh, it's yet I live, yet it is not I, but Christ lives within me. He replaces self by Christ. Now, that's a replacement. Your real self is Christ in you. You are Christ in human form. It isn't Christ for you, Christ by you, Christ in you. It's Christ is you. Listen, Paul says, I, I Paul, I've been crucified with Christ. Oh, I'm alive. Wait a minute. Yet not I, but Christ is in me. He replaces self by Christ. That's the secret. Where it can settle into me, I'm not really I. It's a, always a joke to me to think that that can be this true. I'm not really I. I'm Christ in my human form, so are you. Now I've got a new center. Now when I've got a new center, um, I, 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 begin to, I can begin to change my attitude, this is important, uh, towards those things that, 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 that bothered me. You see, they bother me because I can't conquer them. Flesh is always there. Now, we, we are bothered by our flesh because I can't conquer my hates and my fears and my lusts and so on. They get me so often in my perverse audience. I can't conquer them. So flesh is horrible to me. When I, but really, flesh isn't horrible. Flesh is that which God comes through. Christ comes through the flesh. Now, uh, when, when, I, when I can begin to, uh, to get this fact, it isn't, I don't manage flesh. I accept myself. Now this is part of the secret to accept yourself with your temptations. Accept your flesh. Don't fight your flesh. Nearly all our troubles are, oh I must fight that hate. 
I must, I must fight that out of forgiveness. I must fight my lack of love. I must fight my wrong thoughts. I must, the more you fight, the, 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 the more you, there's resistance there. See, when you resist the thing, you're, you're uh, affirming it. When I resist you, I'm saying, you're there, you're there, you're there. So my very resistance makes you, makes you worse. So see, this great secret, don't ever fight. If you feel um, afraid, fearful, don't say you shouldn't be fearful. Of course my flesh is fearful, but that's not I. It's Christ in me. You, you, when you know Christ in you, you replace your first temptation to fear. Of course I'm a human, I fear. You don't keep against it, you don't deny it, you don't condemn yourself, you accept it. Sure I fear, but that's just my outer self. That's just my soul, body, my flesh. Christ is in me. And when I see Christ in me, his courage overflows my fear. This is the secret. See, but when, uh, when you don't know you are really Christ, you'll fight it. You're in trouble. You try and fight your flesh, it'll beat you. And the more you, the more you fight it, the more it's got you, and the more you hate it. Don't, you, we want to be flesh, flesh lovers, not flesh haters, because our flesh is going to be something God's going to use. We'll be getting right back, right back into, fo into focus. So, I, you see, um, part of this revelation uh, is to learn uh, to grasp the fact that your, your, your flesh won't change. You don't fight your flesh, you accept it, and he's the changer of it. He, you, you won't, there'll be the, the, the fears, the doubts, the, the uh, resentments, the hurts, the, the lusts, they're there. Don't kick at them, just recognize they're there. But say, ah, that's not I, I'm not fighting that. Christ's fighting it. Christ is the purity. Christ is the peace. Christ brings, Christ overflows the other. That's the secret. But that's got to be changed between the, the, the independence of self and Christ. You've got to recognize the independence of the false thing. It's not there, it's a lie. There's no independent self. Your independent self went out at the cross. The, the Satan deceives you to think you're still independent. You're not. Um, it's now Christ in you. Now that's what has to, to, to sink into us uh, by different ways. If I may give a little word of my own witness there, I found this out as a young missionary. Now, of course, I was dedicated to Jesus Christ. I've been saved some years before. I've been a witness to Jesus Christ in World War I. I got a call to go to Africa. Wonderful call. It was a thrill. It didn't cost me any sacrifice to go to Africa. It was a thrill to go and take Jesus to those who never heard of him. That wasn't my problem. And so it was, I, was given to, I lived for Jesus Christ. I lived to get Jesus Christ to the Africans. But I hadn't got what it took. I wasn't there any time before I thought I hadn't the love which identified myself. I had sort of white man's love. I hadn't got the love which made me brotherhood. I hadn't got a brotherhood love. I hadn't got the faith which made me believe God could really do something in the... In those days, uh, uh, simple people in the forest many years ago. I hadn't got the power that it would happen. So, I was consecrated, brought to Christ, but I had definite lacks in my life. They took, and I, of course I had my usual crit, crit, critical attitudes to other missionaries and sins of the flesh and things we all have. So I felt, well, I, I belong to Jesus Christ for now. I'm a pretty, pretty miserable representative of Jesus Christ. I better go, go out or get changed or something. So I began to say, well, God, you, you, you must have power and love and faith and holiness. You can give it to me. Of course, like anybody would uh, um, do. You know what he said to me? Two, two things which were revealing to me. The first was, that little verse came to me, just suddenly, God is love. Now what struck me, God is love. Oh, I thought love was some power which came out of God and came to me and I'd have it. If God is love, then God's the love. It isn't something I have, it's something He is. That shook me. It was, it was I needed love, you see. It, it was as if God stood in front of me and said, love isn't a thing I give you, because love isn't a thing. Love's a person. I am that love. 
I said, how's that help me? I need the love. What's the use of you standing again and saying you're the love when I need it? I needed power. And I suddenly said, lots of them like this in the scripture. I found a verse in scripture which says, Christ is the power of God. We're talking, we, you know those things that we're talking about them. Oh, I said, Christ is power then. Power isn't an atomic something or something else. Christ is the power. Power really is a person expressing himself, a person. That struck me again. It's again as if Christ stood in front of me and said, Power, I, Christ, uh, I'm the power. It isn't something I give you. I'm the power. Again, I say, how did it help me to say you're the power and I need it? Of course, this is putting things into focus for me. What happened was, just a flash on a little verse, in Colossians 3 verse 11, which says this, Now Christ is all. I began to catch it, Christ is all and in all. Oh, I said, I see it. Christ is all and in all. It isn't, I've got to become something. I contain someone, that's quite different. I was sweating away to become loving, become believing, and becoming powerful. And uh, I've given up sweating long on that long ago now. And to become patient, to become something. I've stopped trying to become anything. In a human, I don't become anything. I'm just a human vessel. I'm just a human. But I, I don't become something. I contain someone. It was at that moment also. He, uh, uh, the Holy Spirit put into my mind that this illustration, which comes three times in the New Testament, where we're called vessels. Oh, a vessel just means old pot, that's all. Uh, he says, you're a vessel. And the Holy Spirit says, that's all you are, an old pot. Uh, what, what, the point isn't the pot, the point is what's in the pot. Ah, and the pot doesn't become what's in it. That's where I got it. The cup doesn't become the coffee. The cup contains the coffee. You're just the old cup. I don't mind being a cup when it contains Jesus Christ. It's not a bad cup, of course, it contains Jesus Christ. It's only a cup. It isn't Jesus Christ. I got it. I then saw, I don't change myself. That's the secret. Our trouble is, we think we ought to be different. You ought not to be different. The only difference in you is Jesus Christ living in you and through you. Here's the difference, isn't you? Your humanity never changes. It's just a vessel. And your humanity has amazing abilities, which God begins to use, and we talk about that probably tomorrow, how God begins to use our humanity. But our humanity is also open to the flesh, of course, and so we get these temptations and so on. Now we don't change it. So you see, you don't try and change the pot of the vessel. You accept the pot. I say, it's a pot, but that's not the point. The point is who is the person in the pot. And you turn your attention from the pot to the person in it. That's the secret. That's the secret. And, uh, so, uh, really, I only, have, I only have one battle in life to move off from my self-reactions. You watch. All your hells in life are your self-reactions. Why do I feel like that? Why am I like that? Why am I? Why, 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 why? That's, our, that's what curses us in life, because it's a false thing. You're not an independent self. But being human, you've been tempted that way to feel, oh, I, what do I do with it? What do I do with it? I fear this. I'm, I'm, uh, you see, I, watch that. That's your problem. Now, that, the, the point of temptation is a spark of faith. Temptation is very valuable. It, it's a jump your spot for faith. So when I'm tempted, oh, what should I do with this? What should I do about that? I said, wait a minute, didn't I at all? You're handling this. I transfer my attention from that false eye, it's an illusory eye, the Roman 7 eye, it isn't there, to who I really have Christ in me. Oh, you've got the courage, you've got the love, and so on. And then, you see, he begins to come through. That's the thing I've had to learn. I remember one little incident which struck me because of the way, it the way it took place. I was talking to a group of businessmen. My host, was uh, he owned some of Colonel Sanders' fried chicken places. He had several of them, he was quite a busy businessman. Had a nice home, and he had a group of businessmen. I was talking to them, and of course I talked to them. I said, "Your flesh doesn't change, but don't condemn your flesh." 
I said, you businessmen, don't, you don't tell me you love everybody. There's some people you love, some people you can't stand, if you're honest. Just, uh, you, uh, don't condemn us, don't try to change us, accept yourself. But then remember, when you accept what your flesh is, you say, that's not what I am. That's only my outer feelings. I'm Christ in me, Christ is loving me, so I, with Christ, I'm a love person I, I don't like. I explain this to them. Well, um, my host, this, this uh, man who had a, the chicken places, uh, I met him about four or five months afterwards. Brother Grubby said to me, I'll tell you something. He says, you know, I'm a busy businessman, I have a number of these businesses, so I have to have a central office to run my business. I have to have an efficient secretary to run my, my office. Now, I'm, I'm a keen Christian for Christ. I presume he gave tracts with his chickens, because he certainly spoke as if he was a good witness for Christ. Um, and uh, um, he said, I'm a keen for Christ, but I'm sure I'm so... Dissatisfied with myself because my, my, my secretary, I have to have an efficient secretary. My secretary is so efficient, I can't fire her. She's so impossible, I can't stand her. And so here I'm piously loving all my brethren and loving all my chicken buyers. I can't stand the person nearest to me, my secretary. And I keep, the more I try to love her, the less I love her. I'm sure the less she loved him. And there we were. Until you told me at that meeting, um, accept yourself. If you don't love a person, don't pretend you do love them. Just say you don't love me. He says, oh, I like that gospel because I sure don't love her. That gospel suits me. Uh, I can say I don't love her. I say, wait, that's a catch in that. Remember, you're not you. Your vessel contains Christ. Now, your outer human may not love that person, but you're not you. You're Christ in you. Christ put you out to express how his love through, through you to her. I said, brother, I caught that. He said, that's sound sense. I caught that. So I said, okay, God, I, I strike that with you. I strike that bargain with you. Henceforth, you love her. Somehow with you, you cause me to have a different attitude towards her. Show something of the love and kindness of Christ towards her. Uh, uh, um, and so on. He said to me, he said, what I like, he said, he said, brother, he said, it's worked pretty well this six months. He said, left to myself, I should still dislike her. <laughs> you see, he wasn't, he wasn't kicking himself around. wasn't kicking his flesh around. He accepted flesh. Let God change that. I can only tell you there's a great secret there. I, uh, um, another business, another little touch on what I mean. Uh, another businessman, another little business group I was with, in, in, it was in Columbus, Georgia. Um, about half a dozen of us having a breakfast together. As far as I knew, they were all born again Christian men, just praising the Lord together. But one of them kept saying, oh, I'm such a sinner, I'm such a sinner. Well, he didn't sound as if he knew forgiveness or was saved. So when the little group was over, I got him aside for a moment. I said, I hope, I hope so you won't think me presumptuous, but I, I a little wanted to ask you a question. You kept saying I'm such a sinner. Such a sinner. Perhaps you'd never know what it is to be forgiven through Christ. Oh, yes, he said, brother. I'm born again of God's Spirit. The Lord Jesus Christ has cleansed my sins away his precious blood. I'm, his, I'm, I'm one of his, whatever he said, sons or disciples. And he stopped. He said, I must say there's a spot in my life, in my business, that I, I'm not willing to change. There's something in my business I'm not willing to change. That was clouding him. And what I said to him, I said, brother, congratulate you. You found yourself at last. You are not meant to be willing. You guys are all wrong. Self isn't willing. The willingness is God in you. You're all wrong. Don't try and be willing. Don't try and be willing. Except you're not willing. Tell God, I'm not willing to change a thing. But then say, God, you're in me, you're pretty good at changing people. Get on with it, will you? <laughs> oh, yeah, oh. Uh. <laughs> oh, he said, that takes the heat off. That takes the heat off. It does. That's it. Well, um, 
There's just one thing more I'd add on this before I follow it further tomorrow morning. Um, uh, a, a fact is only mine, which is within reach of me, and I want it and I take it to become mine. Uh, it's only whether it's within reach of me and I see it as something I want and take as mine. Now it's a very rare thing for a born again person to move in and know a unified life. See, I'm talking about a life where forever you're never you again. You never look for him. I don't waste my time looking for him. I recognize him. I don't ever even pray when I come to, for a meeting. I take him because he's here doing his job. If he's in me, he does his job by me, why should I fuss about it? Uh, it's taken a, a, lot, a lot of wasted prayer out of me and, and replaced it by recognition, nice recognition. If it's a fact, I'm not I, but he, okay, I'll get on with it now and he'll, he'll, do, he'll do the getting on. I'm saying a very big thing. I'm saying a fixed union. Now remember, we only live by consciousness. I told you that each day. Consciousness, you always, only are what you are inside. I kept saying that to you yesterday about profession. You're at home in your profession because inwardly you know how to use your tools. You know how to teach that language. You know how to teach music. You know how to uh, handle those computers. You know how to uh, do your medicine. You know, you know, you know. And you're only at home in your profession because it's got you, not you got it. I well remember when I was a young missionary learning a language. It was a primitive language, it hadn't been put into writing before, we were working at it. Oh, it was hopeless. African called Bangala. Oh, I came in here without there. Oh. I suddenly woke up one day, I was talking, it had got me. What I'd worked at, and taken as it were by faith, had got me. I, I, 20, I could talk to you today if you want, it's part of me now. The heaven thing is to be, or be uh, the word to know, it, it really means to be mixed with, to be mixed with. I'm mixed with it, it's part of me. You're mixed with your profession, so you profess it. You're mixed with Jesus Christ the Saviour. So you always know he's your Saviour. Don't find him again, do you? Praise him, just praise him, you know it. You're mixed with him. Now you've got to mix with him as, as, you, as you. Mixed with so you, oh I'm not I. I'm as he. Now that nearly always means a second step of faith, shall I say, a second recognition of faith, and then a, a second consciousness out of that recognition. See, faith produces recognition. You say, I'll come here, well you come here, it produces recognition. I told you that all along, you put your faith in something, it becomes real to you. Now, I, for, for, it had to be for me, I did that in Africa years ago. When I saw that in Africa, as I told you, one night my wife and I, in little, we just went to visit one little, one little African in one village, a precious man who loved the Lord. Uh, I will remember him because the African, um, in those days, they, they um, uh, polish, they, they keep, they're beautiful, they keep, well, they keep their bodies spotless, but they keep them from change of climate by palm oil, uh, which keeps them beautifully healthy. Uh, then they, they hadn't got any shirt on like that. Uh, I had a shirt on, so he gave me a, a, a heavenly embrace, and I came out like a zebra. <laughs> he embraced it all around me, I well remember that moment. He loved the Lord, that wasn't the point. It wasn't so much he was hungry as we were hungry. My wife and I, we wanted to know what we are talking about. And so he sat out that night, just in the uh, mosquitoes there, in the, in the banana plantation, so he gave us just his cook shelf, cook shelter, we put two camp beds up in his cook shelter. But uh, we didn't get there. We sat out there, struggling with this. This is a fact. Christ forever is a real person living here. No change, never come again, never, no question arise again. Just as salvation is never questioned again. This will never be questioned again. It's never me again. It's, it's he, and then uh, I'll talk a little more explanation of that tomorrow, expressed through me. Well, um, 
uh, I'm sorry now, mercifully for you. Um, but um, uh, may I just say this? I ask permission to do so. A friend of mine, a lawyer, uh, came to great liberation. He lived a, a, a keen life for Christ, but a um, self-energized life, working for Christ no end. He suddenly caught this liberation, this Christ the, the doer. Came into tremendous liberation. Uh, and he on his own, I didn't do this, but get, produced these two magazines. They're very good. He got different ones of us to write on this whole subject. Uh, and he sent a number of copies I was allowed to give them. They're, they're called Union Life. And they've got some real good stuff in them. By different people telling on this same kind of thing I'm telling you now, and I'm putting it better and slower. <laughs>